suddenly feel like I'm in a scene from The Outsiders. Be cool, Soda Pop. Hello, and welcome back to the Double Take Podcast with Jess and Jenny, where we talk about all things TV. You're listening to our Veronica Mars rewatch slash watching for the first time series where a the catchiest time, of names. I just figured I'd make it as long as possible and people would have to remember. Yeah. So longtime fan, me, and first time watcher Jess are are doing a watch through. I don't know how re-watch to say it. Slash, yeah, it's the worst thing to try to title. But anyway, we're on episode two now. So if you would like to follow along with us, now's your chance to turn this podcast off, go watch the first two episodes and then listen to our first podcast, which dissects the pilot episode and then come back to us now where we're going to talk about episode two, also known as credit where credit due. It's fun to look up the, I like never look at the title of the actual shows when I'm watching them. But when I go back to make sure that I have, you know, the, the plot points correct, I wind up seeing all of the names of the episodes. Do they, some shows do a stylistic thing with the episode names. Like obviously like Friends does the one where for all their episodes, is Veronica Mars doing that? Uh, I can't remember. Are those lines in the, like, do they say those words in that episode? That's how, not Succession. Which show does that? Where like the name of the episode is a quote from it. Actually, probably a lot of them. Yeah, I, no, I don't think this is ever said, but I think it has to do with the credit card <laughs> scandal. Oh, that... <laughs> I see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's just punny. Sure. It's just punny. Why not? So how would you like, so I was going to do just like a quick synopsis so that we know what's going on in this episode. And then we can go from there, go through okay. our notes each. Sounds good. Um, we've got pretty, pretty early on the tensions at dog beach. So Veronica helps Wallace dis- uh, decipher a flyer that is for a party at Dog Beach that is written in code to stop undesirables, I'm putting that in quotes, from going to this rich person's party, the O-Niners party. Um, when we see Dog Beach, we get the PCHers, the bike gang, and the O-Niners kind of facing off and being nasty to one another. And then that is broken up by our sheriff, who just wants to use the kegs for his own personal party. Then not so much later, uh, Weevil's grandmother is arrested for a credit card fraud. She works for Logan Eccles family and there was a credit card taken out in the Eccles name. Um, and they don't actually think the grandmother did it. They think Weevil did it and they think that he'll confess to get her out of jail. Um, so Veronica and Wallace try to help him out there. They don't really believe that he's done it. And that whole thing happens. Another part of this episode is that Veronica joins the journalism club because apparently the guidance counselor thinks that she doesn't have enough extracurricular activities. So that results in some things, one of which being she gets a ride with Duncan Kane to their first assignment and on the way back gets stopped by the cops where they realize that Lily, who you may remember is dead, got a parking ticket two hours after her supposed time of death. And I think that kind of wraps up all of the plot points. I don't reveal what actually happened in some of these things we can talk about it later but i believe those are all like the the plot beats that sounds right i don't okay. have like any plot specific notes i just have really silly reactive <laughs> notes to like people's hair i mean yes those are the ones that i'm most interested to hear but just to give us a little bit of a structure for this episode um yeah are your are your notes about people's hair in any sort of chronological order 
Well, I wrote them down as I watched, but I think last episode you sort of prompted different plot points in order and that at least brought us through all of my notes. If we want to do that again. Yeah. Why don't we start with tensions at dog beach? Sure. (laughs) I definitely liked the concept of putting your party notice in code. Like I didn't think it was going to be to keep out you know, other high schoolers. I thought it was like, so the adults didn't know, but you could still plaster the posters everywhere. I was like, that's actually so smart. Yeah. But I liked the, uh, like teen speak that is starting to come out. I feel like it's, it's been that way since episode one, but, um, specifically jump back, which is like an old timey thing that Wallace says to Veronica, but I just like utilizing that. that Um, like, whoa, there. Like, I'm surprised. Scary. I wrote down, back, raise child. the roof, raise mm. the roof and get jiggy with it. We're spoken, I think, in the same sentence or two. And that was spooky. Yeah, they're being, like, they're they're being ironic, but at the same time, they're still saying Are that. they? Like, all it's of these, 2004, right? It could have been serious. I think get jiggy with it is a, is a reference having to a, a much older. Okay, you're right. You're probably right. I mean, it was, <laughs> I was having a hard time figuring out what was potentially ironic in their speak because I can't remember what it was like to speak in 2004. Also, I wasn't a high school in 2004, but that was 20 years ago. I thought about that today. Like this show premiered like almost 20 years ago. Did we say that last episode? Maybe we did. And I just didn't think about it, but I was thinking about that today. And that was scary. I didn't like that. No, I don't think we mentioned specifically it was 20 years ago, but we did mention the year that it came out. It's wild. Like Uh, I still think I'm only 20. Like I don't understand. I didn't enjoy We can that. move quickly past this. <laughs> there were lots of dated references in this though. The Paris Hilton jump scare. So I was about to say, next thing on my list for tensions at Dog Beach is that we get a Paris Hilton in the wild. Honestly, a kind of major uh, character in these next few episodes. Is she? I was shocked that she showed up. Also, this is- was- when she was like peak popular, I think for the first time, at least. Is this her main acting debut? I didn't look that up. I know she was in the simple life and that was like how everybody saw her on their TVs in this. I think that was like these years, like 2002, 2003, but I don't know. And I know she tried to be a singer. Do you remember that? Stars are blind. No. Even though the something's crazy, even though the stars are blind. I know that too. Like I know that excerpt, but I did not uh, realize that. We could, we could probably cut, cut out my singing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> she tried to be a musician. I didn't know that she tried to be an actress at any point. So if she did more than this, it, it's not coming to mind. Oh, I also want to take a moment for the juicy tracksuit that she was wearing at Dog Beach. Did you notice that? <laughs> I didn't notice that, but that is peak 2004. Oh Yeah. Or like yeah. 2000, 2005, such as in six. Was Veronica Mars in 2004? I keep saying that, but I guess I didn't actually check. Yeah, I when think did so. it premiere? Yeah. I remember in, I think, sixth grade, which again, just ex- exactly <laughs> aging myself. But in 2006, everyone was wearing juicy tracksuits to middle school. So it, it feels right that she was wearing that. But it's also mm, two or three episodes into this. I'm getting less <laughs> like... Ooh, it's so fun to watch 2004 stuff and like a little bit, a little bit less enamored with feeling like I'm back in 2004. It's feeling potentially less fun and enjoyable and more like traumatic and scarring <laughs> to remember. Oh no. To remember middle school. 
Um, but hopefully that doesn't carry through for the whole series because that would be a bummer. But um, yeah, I, I understand where you're coming from. Other problem is like, I don't really like anyone right now. I'm, mm. I shouldn't say that there are a bunch of problems. These episodes, I still enjoyed these episodes. Like I'm having enough fun watching this still, but I, I don't, <laughs> I don't like anyone. None of the characters are likable. Not even Wallace. I feel like he's fun. He's fine. I don't, I don't necessarily buy their friendship. Like okay. what do they have in common? They, she was nice to him once and he like can't make other friends. So that's why they're friends. I'm not feeling like lifelong friendship budding here. I'm feeling like convenience and he's the new kid and doesn't have any other friends, which is also a, a jarring thing to remember from middle school when like the new kid mm. befriends you just because they like haven't found their actual friends yet. That's not lifelong friendship in the making. So that won't be the case for very long, but also I do, I do think there is something to be said for like, now I've seen all of the episodes, so I know what kind of person Wallace is, but I also think he like, yes, she was nice to him, but she was the only person that was nice to him. And I think more than that, it's like, this is the one person that I think is a very decent human being worth being friends with. Like, I think he's a good judge of character more than just like latching onto the first person who is nice of nice to him. Um, I could, I could buy that, but I think that's saying a lot for what I've seen so far. Like, you know, more than I do. And (laughs) right. That's the thing is I can see how these characters become likable. I'm just, it's, it's not, it hasn't done enough yet, which is fine. It's been two episodes. Um, speaking of another person who has just been introduced and maybe doesn't have a lot of character development yet. Troy Vandergraaf is, I have so many things to say about Troy Vandergraaf. Tell me, I've been waiting. First of all, (laughs) Vandergraaf, does that, that reminds me of our high school AP English teacher's name. I also think the name Troy is just like the classic 2004 boy name. That along with like, yeah, maybe is that why I think that? I was like, why do I think that? It's probably from High School Musical. That and like Travis. Ooh, yeah. The TR names. And Logan. Yeah, it's the Mm -hmm. like that combo of names. I was just like, they really nailed this. And my thought that I told you I was was looking up right before we started this was I was all appalled that I had gone on and on in our last episode that Logan and Duncan look like decom boys, Disney Channel original movie boys. When here was an actual decom boy, I was like all ready to be like, I can't believe it. Jenny, it's not. Oh, it's not him. Did you know this? Okay. So Aaron Ashmore plays Troy Vandergraaf. Wait, I'm lost. Hold on. We Can we just pause and say Logan is? Logan is. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Yeah, okay, you okay. can you can tell people that because I know you posted it on TikTok, but you didn't you didn't get to tell our podcast. So go ready ahead. to ride. I know nothing about this Disney Channel original movie, but I am going to watch it at some point in my life because the actor who plays Logan Eccles is in fact in a Disney Channel original movie called Ready so to Ride. Right, he plays a cowboy of some sort. Um, it looks bad, but it's fine. <laughs> I yes, I mean, yay for us being right that he looks like such a decom boy, but also I find it sus that I've never heard of that one. I feel like I've seen all the decoms that came out between like 1999 and 2006. And apparently I haven't, but also what does that say about that one? Did they never replay it? Like if they ever replayed it, I would have caught it. Never heard of that one. Feeling sus. What I was going to say, and I still was jumping too much ahead probably. So I saw, I saw this man, Troy Vandergraaf. Mm -hmm. Immediately I was like, He's in a decom. It it was going to take me a second to place it, but eventually it did. Cadet Kelly, the love interest in Cadet Kelly. I was like, how could I even have taken a second to have to think about that? 
It's so clearly him. However, I know you're making a face and now you're going to look it up. Okay. This man's name is Aaron Ashmore. And I scrolled through his IMDb and I was like, where's the decom? Mm -hmm. And it wasn't there. And I was like, no way did I get this wrong. Like once I place a person, there's no chance I could be like this close, but just not, not there. (laughs) He has a twin brother, identical twin named Sean Ashmore, who was in Cadet Kelly and also in X-Men. If you saw X-Men, that's, he's like Iceman or whatever in the like 2000, early 2000s X-Men. It, it doesn't count though. As a twin, I'm going to say that doesn't count. Well, but it counts of where you placed it. Like, okay, yes, but, you were wrong, mm-hmm. but. <laughs> like, I want to say yes and give myself the point, but as an identical twin, I can't. No, no, no. I, I understand. But you, like, you were not wrong in what you saw as. I know. But don't, <laughs> stop. You're just going to make me upset. <laughs> he anyway. looks very similar to the he guy. Does, that he does still <laughs> look like a decom boy. I, yes. I can say that much and feel and the people in Kelly still. thought that his brother did too. So there you go. I don't have much to say about Troy Vandegraaff. I feel like in the next episode, he plays a bigger part. This was sort of just the intro to Troy, a another wealthy guy who seems to be like have more of a heart of gold or at least be more willing to be nice to, to uh, Veronica than the rest of them. He seems to be enamored with Veronica, in fact. All right, I'm going to stop talking about Troy now. <laughs> Uh, they did play the theme song for the first time this episode. Like I said, in our last episode, I hadn't heard it yet. So I did take note when I listened to it this time. And it was, yeah, it was definitely giving CW 2005. Uh, yeah, uh, I can't help but bop along to it whenever it comes on. Just kind of a classic. I'm glad you'll be hearing it for the next 40 episodes. Can't 60 wait. 60 episodes. About uh, a year at this point. This episode also saw the first presence of Ryan Hansen, an actor who is good friends with Kristen Bell and her family now. He plays Dick Casablancas. He was only in it for like a second. Um, but who the hockey is Logan's friend with the long like surfer boy hair. You will know him. He was also in he'll he'll become more of a, a character Wait, in the next that episode. was Ryan Hansen. Because I was yes. gonna say that looked so much like someone that I knew and I didn't place it at the time, but Ryan Hansen's in uh, party down, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's Another so Veronica funny Mars party down. That, you say it, that is who I thought he looked like. Nice. Yeah. When I saw him there, but I didn't actually place that it was him. Yep. He will become, like I said, more of a character, but in the next, I would say in the next like three or four, he's sort of just like one of Logan's henchmen, like another popular dude. Huh. Uh, Apparently his wife is a former roommate of Kristen Bell. That must be, maybe that's, well, I guess I don't know which order that happened in, but Mm -hmm. yeah, they're very good. They're also in party down together. That's that little fun fact. Um, Well, let's see what's next. Okay. Let's move on to the whole Weevil credit card situation. I forgot that Weevil brings out like the social consciousness to Veronica Mars very quickly in this episode. She comes over to try either to convince him to confess or like to try to get more information about this um case and he is basically like you think of yourself as an outsider but you really don't know what it's like to be an outsider in this town like you're still privileged you're still white like you still have all of these things think twice before you lump yourself in with me yeah I don't know I was just like okay Weevil (laughs) I can't get over that there's a motorcycle gang in this high school like I'm still I watched this whole episode and I still wasn't over it look at when they beat up the dude 
I mean, I know that that's ridiculous for me to say, because I know that that stuff happens between 16 and 18 year olds. Like that's not crazy. That's not too young or whatever, but just the motorcycle gang aspect of it. Like we're all going to ride on motorcycles that do gang stuff. I don't know that I know in the first episode, they try to say like, there's really rich people in the town and then people who are like, you know, working for the really rich people. Yeah. I guess it just, it feels very heavy handed or like forced right now. So is that just, weirder to you than none of the wealthy people going to private school? <laughs> because I didn't think about that, but yeah. yeah, you're probably right. Although, isn't that a thing in California? Yeah, that there's that, like, like the, really good are the schools, schools good. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of just made that up. I don't really know anything. Yeah, but anyhow, the I'm jumping all around because I feel like the the plot sort of interwove with one another in this episode. I had the note, October 3rd was the date of Lily Kane's murder, which also is Mean Girl's date, which also is the date of a couple of wedding anniversaries in my life. So like October 3rd is a very prominent date. Interesting. I don't think it's anything for me. I did write down, speaking of Mean Girls, that Amanda Seyfried is basically her Mean Girls role. At least in that one flashback, I was like, is she, she has the less Karen dumb. voice, like less dumb, but the same voice, which I used to think was Amanda Seyfried. And, you know, she's been in a bunch of stuff. Obviously, I know mm-hmm. that's not her actual voice, but she's using that same like sort of ditzy girl voice. I can't do it, obviously. It could also be when she was that age, her voice was more like that because she was like 17 here. And she yeah, was that maybe. age when she did. She does girls. still have a very high voice or like a very... Yeah, I don't, I don't know what the right way to say it is. So yeah, I guess it could have been. Going back to Troy, I wrote, I'm sorry, Troy sees Veronica in that hat and he has the hots for her. It was when she came in with the like ammo hat. Oh, it's terrible. And like layered. the best oh, thing. So bad. None of the- And he does like a double take. made sense. Like his attraction to her is confusing to me for many I mean, reasons. she's cute. Like, don't get me wrong. It was just, yes, but yeah. also like, if you're the new kid in school, you're not going to date the social pariah. Like, it's, like he's clearly in the cool kids group. There's no chance he'd be interested in the girl that they're all like thinking is lame. Yeah, maybe. I mean, definitely, definitely unless he's got a thing for camo hats and it's, bad fashion. Yeah, especially in that outfit. I don't know. I don't know what was supposed to be going on, but it was alarming. Maybe he's just like impressed with her wit just feels like they're trying really hard to be like, she is the most desirable person. And like, I don't, I'm envisioning a sort of a bad haircut, weird hat wearing girl who actually like got exiled from the town because of her dad. Like that girl's not getting any dates in a real high school. Okay. But at least they're not doing like, she is clearly beautiful. Kristen Bell is just attractive. Yeah, of course. They're not, at least they're not doing the like, oh, she like, I don't know. She has to take off her glasses for people to be attracted to her. Like, yes, the people who are attracted to her are the ones who are new to school and don't necessarily have the baggage attached. Like, I, I don't know. I can see someone being like weird that no one's no, trying but she's to the weird hook up girl. with this. No, but she's not I, weird. I get that she's pretty but if you had a little secret side business as a private investigator you'd be the weird girl you wouldn't be the cool girl high schoolers can't see beyond their little bubbles of like you're the cheerleader or the football player I guess I I mean she's just objectively not portrayed as the weird girl though like she's she's the off standard I think that's what's confusing to me about the show so far and you've seen so much more of it so like I'm sure it's impossible for you to understand my view of it right now. 
But like in my perspective, she is the weird girl. Like even in the flashback scenes where she's dating Duncan, I'm like, how did she get Duncan? Like she's not, they haven't, they haven't made her seem like, like not a loser. She has like no friends. She sits alone. She spends her time like taking creepy pictures of people for her business. She works with her dad in a place where everyone is rich. She's not rich. Like in an actual high school, she would not be cool. But it's only been eight months since she's been sitting alone. Like she, for the last two years of high school, she was a cheerleader. She was like, she was not. Yeah. What I'm saying is I'm not like that part doesn't even make sense to me right now because anytime they show a flashback where she's cool, I'm like, yeah, but why was she cool? Got it. I mean, I would say, I mean, we don't need to debate this now. I would say like take her personality and her quick wittedness and like all of that, but then transport it onto someone who like does the right extracurricular activities. Yeah. So I think eventually I see how it becomes believable as we see more of her personality, as we see more Mm -hmm. flashbacks, but from what I've seen so far, it doesn't make sense. Got it. Well, there are a lot of lines in this episode, including flat, just as God made me that I guess that one didn't give me the heebie-jeebies, but we're going to we're going to Weevil's second in command talking on the phone to who he thinks is Paris Hilton's character, saying, "I miss you, Mama." Mm-mm. Oh, terrible! Not on a high school. Not on. Nope. Just <laughs> not on high school property. Not ever. Nowhere. Please don't say that. Absolutely um, never. Also, Chardo is his name, by the way. Um, also, when Veronica confronts him in the bathroom and does the whole moron says what to Chardo and then Chardo <laughs> says what <laughs> bad but I also did laugh was it funnier in 2004 because I was like what what what's happening was I that original been, back then I think it must have been the height of moron says what that was yeah that was it had to be I yeah. wrote down doing you was like doing the do that was a line from this episode. What are, uh, in response is that to a what? is that a Mountain Dew reference? Like, what does doing the do oh, D E W mean? What uh, was the context of that? It, oh gosh, I wrote it down without any context. Oh, oh, was, oh, no, that's also in the bathroom with Chardo. He says it to yeah. She says it to him when she's talking about like the girl Paris Hilton wouldn't actually like him. Like she was just like trying to rebel or whatever, and he's in love, and she isn't going to be that for him. And she's just sort of like taking him down a notch. Doing you was like doing the do D-E-W. What does that mean? It must be a Mountain Dew reference. It wasn't do the do, like a slogan for Mountain Dew at just some point. But do. also what did that mean? Even if it was. Just like doing, isn't Mountain Dew supposed to be sort of like a, we don't care. We're re- like kind of in the rebellious streak of just like, do what you got to do kind of thing. Or is this not a Mountain Dew reference? And we're both wrong. <laughs> but if not, I don't, or maybe this is a slang thing and that's why it was a Mountain Dew sl- slogan. And we just don't know the slang thing, the phrase. I've never heard this phrase used that is an except maybe as a slogan. Incredibly good question. I don't have an answer for you. Maybe we okay. can look it up or ask someone to write in and tell us. We'll have to do that. That is the only line that I wrote down. Do you have more weird slang? No. Uh, let me see. I have a moment though that I wanted to talk about that I think we might might have already happened at this Go point in the episode if we're at her confronting Chardo. So in a flashback, she's Veronica is talking to 
uh, what's her name? Lily. She's talking mm-hmm. to Lily and Lily says something to Veronica, like about her and Duncan. Veronica asks, why doesn't Duncan like me or something like that? And Lily is like, oh, she's just worried he'll love someone as much as he loves her. And she says she'll break the two of you up if she can. And then there was sort of this like ominous camera panning, ominous noise. And I was like, is she insinuating that their mom killed Lily so that Duncan and Veronica would be broken up? Because that would be the most convoluted nonsense. But the way that the like the score got sort of like mm-hmm. spooky, I was like, I mean, that's what it sounded like. I'm sure that's not what happened. I I think it's fun that I don't know and you do. Yeah, I was going to say... I- like, no, they weren't like, dun, dun, dun. She killed them. No, but, but it, it, was, it was a moment. It was a little, a little I mean, emphasized. It's definitely important information that she didn't want Veronica and Duncan together. That's okay. I would tuck that away for later. I'm, t- I'm tucking. Okay. Um, yeah. While I didn't have any other slang or things about that, I did have a final note that said they really love putting Veronica in slow-mo and the surroundings in like a sped up that's <laughs> fun it's, it's a, a little drill. nauseating but enjoyable yeah you know what I realized and I don't know if it's in all shows but this definitely wasn't the first time it happened but this was the first time I sort of noticed it in myself when someone gets punched in a tv show or movie and there's a loud noise like they always do like a loud fake mm. way louder than a punch would be in real life and it sounds yeah. so terrible I move my head as if I've just been punched <laughs> I, I, I can't explain why. And it's not conscious. Even if they do like an uppercut, you're like, oh. I think so. I mean, this time it was like my head literally moved in the direction that the guys. The, the Is guy it a punch punched. or you're doing like a. This time it wasn't. This was like a full, like a big flinch. And I think, but I think where it comes from is a flinch. Like I'm not literally, I'm not actively trying to mimic it. Mm-hmm. I'm just, this. I mean, I always say I can't watch like gore and violence on TV shows and movies because I feel like I feel it. It's so uncomfortable for me to watch. Mm. I can't watch medical shows either. I just, there's something so physically uncomfortable to me about watching it. I, I somehow I'm too tied to the, the possibility or like the pain that people are feeling. It doesn't make any sense. So empathetic with Chardo in this episode. I guess so. Poor Chardo. He was really, they really beat him up just for that. Well, it was kind of a yeah. I would probably beat somebody up if they uh, if I got framed jail me for, for their, credit card. Yeah, 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 that's fair. Oh, I was so sure that it was going to be the rich kids, so I actually liked that that was the twist. Yeah. So, I mean, you possibly got this, but they didn't just beat him up for his transgression. Like he's out of the gang, out of the biker gang now. And I think generally in in gangs, if you are, I, I feel like I looked this up at but one they point. they kill you? No, 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 no. Oh. <laughs> they beat you up, but to the point where like, it's almost a message to the gang and also to the person. Like there's, there's no, there's ill will. Like you can't forgive the people for beating you up. The people who beat you up have oh. like this hard line of this is not one of us anymore kind of thing. It's at least that's my understanding. Again, I not mean, really well versed in gang sense. culture, but Yeah. So it was more of like a ceremony of him being kicked out rather than just. Oh, well, I got that because they say like, well, now you have to go. It's not just this, but you're also out or whatever he says, Mm. whatever Weevil says. And then he drives away like and says, like, you know, right before it goes too far, like stop. So I like understood that that was what was happening. And Yeah. yeah, I think it makes sense given that he went to jail for him. 
Yeah. Um, are you feeling any, any, I don't know, any sort of way about, about Weevil at this point? I feel no feelings. I was like, we really have a whole episode about this. I don't care about <laughs> this man at all. I honestly was ready to quit. I was about to type to you, like call it off. Oh uh, no, until... just because of that. <laughs> no, I just like was like, this episode's like really boring me. And like I said, I didn't like anyone. And, but then the traffic cam showing that they, none of the family has alibis for Lily Kane's murder. I was like, ugh, they got me again in the last minute. This is what <laughs> happened in the first episode too. I was like, I don't care about this. And then it was a mystery. And then in this one, I didn't care about it. And then the mystery deepened. And I was like, I have to know what happened to Lily. Mm. And maybe along the way, I'll find these characters more likable. But I would say episode two is my low point. We, okay. I'm excited to talk about episode three. Oh, great. Okay. Um, I have a few more fun facts before we close out this episode. Okay. Um, the newspaper situation that uh, like leads us into this realization that Lily was alive two whole hours more than we thought she was. Um, the, the teacher at the, in the, I don't know if it's a teacher per se, or just like the, the club sponsor, um, is played by Sydney Tamia Poitier. She's the daughter of Sydney Poitier the um, famous I had no idea. actor. Yeah, I didn't either. Um, and then <laughs> another quick little fun fact is, I don't know if you noticed, they do an okay job with this, but um, it's like a classic early 2000s TV show. So there are some goofs, some set like sets that are a little bit off. After the first episode, the entire layout of the school is different from here on out. Like they just used oh, an entirely different that. <laughs> set from the pilot and then for the rest of the series. But I'm not astute enough to notice that. Also, it makes sense because the way they used to do network pilots, well, I guess they still do, is like they would shoot it like maybe a year before sort of. Fun facts, though. I think that's it. Um, That's everything for episode two. All right. At the end of credit where credit's due, we have a deepened mystery. Lily Kane was alive. None of the Kanes have solid alibis. We've got Weevil with one fewer gang member. We've got Logan who has ostracized Paris Hilton from her friends because she was hanging out with Chardo. And that's about it. I think that's where we're standing. Oh, we've got Wallace as an office aide, which is very helpful to Veronica. Oh, is that why he's always? Okay. I didn't know. <laughs> when did he get appointed that? In the beginning of episode two. He was I like, I had a free that. period, but then they assigned me to office aid instead. So very that's convenient. And she was like, very convenient for me. Yeah. All right. Tune in next time for episode three, where apparently... Jess is, feels like everything is turned around. So I'm excited. Mm, I wouldn't say everything, but oh, okay. we're, we're going things. in a little more positively. Excellent. Jump back. Find links to follow us on socials and subscribe to our newsletter in the show notes of this episode. Thank you for listening to Double Take. If you like what you heard, please support us by subscribing and leaving a review. See you next time. The Double Take podcast is produced by Jess Ball and me, Jennifer Cullen.